Part One, Chapter Four of A Vital Question, or What is to Be Done by Nikolai Chernyshevsky, translated by Nathan Haskell Dole, eighteen fifty two to nineteen thirty five, and others. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Part One: The Life of Vera Pavlovna in Her Parents' Family. Chapter Four serge does her mother speak french were julie's first words when she awoke i don't know so you have not put that idea out of your head yet no i have not and after taking into consideration all that they had seen in the theatre they decided that in all probability this young girl's mother did not speak french so julie took serge along with her as interpreter at all events such was his fate and he would have had to go even if Yerochka's mother had been the cardinal mezzofanti and he did not complain of his fate but went everywhere with julie as though he were maid of honour to some heroine julie got up late but on the way she stopped at wickman's and then though it was not on her way she went to four other stores because she needed certain articles it was in this way that mikhail ivanovitch had ample time to explain himself marya alexievna had ample time to get enraged and to get calmed down before julie and serge came from the litanaya bridge to the gorokovaya street but what excuse have we for coming here fie what miserable stairs i never saw such even in paris it's all the same make up an excuse her mother keeps a sort of a pawn-shop take off your brooch hold on here's a better one she gives piano lessons let's say that you have a niece matriona for the first time in her life was ashamed of her smashed cheekbone when she saw serge's uniform and especially julie's magnificence she had never before met face to face with a woman of such importance marya alexievna was in such a state of wonder and indescribable surprise when matriona announced that colonel n n with his spouse had done themselves the honour of calling especially those words with his spouse the gossip that permeated into the circle where marya alexievna moved affected exclusively the class of civilians but the gossip about genuine aristocrats died away in the air before it reached halfway down to marya alexievna therefore she accepted in the full legal interpretation of the thought the words husband and wife as serge and julie called each other in accordance with the parisian fashion marya alexievna quickly composed herself and hastened down to meet them serge said that he was very glad of the chance that he had had the evening before etc that his wife had a niece etc that his wife did not speak russian and therefore he was interpreter yes i may be grateful to my creator said marya alexievna yurochka has a great talent for teaching the piano and i should count it a great piece of luck if she were to visit such a house as yours only my little teacher is not very well just now Maria Alexeyevna spoke particularly loud, so that Vierotchka might hear and understand the approaching truce. She herself, in her admiration, as it were, devoured her visitors with her eyes. I don't know whether she's got the strength to come out and give you a proof of her skill on the piano. Vierotchka, my love, can you come out or not? Only some strangers. There won't be a scene. Why won't you come out? Vierotchka opened the door, glanced at Serge, and turned crimson with shame and anger even unobservant eyes could not have failed to take notice of this and julie's eyes were sharper if that were possible than even marya alexievna's 
the frenchwoman began without beating around the bush my dear child you are surprised and indignant to see a man in whose presence you were so much offended last night and who probably himself gave you some reason for offence my husband is thoughtless but for all that he is far better than the rest of the lazy young fellows please forgive him for my sake i came to you with good intentions the lessons for my niece was only a pretence but it is necessary to keep it up for a while please play us something something quite short then you and i will go to your room and will talk the matter over listen to me my child can this be the same julie who is so well known among the aristocratic young bloods of petersburg can this be the same julie who plays such tricks as make even devil-may-care young fellows blush no it is a princess to whose ears a rough word never came Yerochka sat down to show her skill on the piano julie stood behind her serge engaged himself in conversation with marya alexievna with the view of finding out what the relationship was between her and storeshnikov in the course of a few minutes julie stopped Yerochka, put her arm around her waist walked with her up and down the parlor then went with her to her room serge explained that his wife was satisfied with Yerochka's playing but wanted to speak with her because it was necessary also to know the teacher's character etc and he continued to talk with marya alexievna about storeshnikov all this was excellent but marya alexievna found reason for greater suspicion and vigilance my dear child said julie as she entered Vyrochka's room your mother is a very bad woman but in order that i may know what to say to you i beg of you to tell me how and why you went to the theatre last night i know all about it already from my husband but from your story i shall learn your character don't be afraid of me and when she had heard Vyrochka's account she continued yes one can speak plainly with you you have character and in very careful delicate terms she told the story of the wager that had been made the evening before whereupon Vyrochka told her about the invitation to go to ride now do you suppose he wanted to deceive your mother or were they both in a conspiracy against you Yerochka began to aver with much warmth that her mother was not such a bad woman as to be in a conspiracy it won't take me long to find out said julie you stay here you are not needed there julie returned to the parlor serge he has invited this woman and her daughter to take a ride this evening tell her about last night's supper your daughter is agreeable to my wife now it is necessary to see about her terms in all probability we shall not have any trouble on that score but allow me to finish our talk about our mutual friend you give him very high praise but are you aware of the way that he talks about his relationship to your family for example do you know why he invited us last evening to your box in marya alexievna's eyes there gleamed instead of a look of anxious inquiry the thought then it is so i am not a gossip she replied with dissatisfaction i myself do not carry tattle around and i don't listen much to the tattle of others this was said not without sarcasm in spite of all her admiration of her visitor there are always a good many little things that young people talk about among themselves there is no need of bothering with them very good well then do you call this also gossip he began to tell the story of the supper marya alexievna did not let him finish as soon as he said the first word about the wager she leaped to her feet and cried out in wrath entirely forgetting the importance of her guests now what sort of tricks are these ah the villain ah the murderer 
now i see why he invited us to go a-driving he wanted to get me out of the way so as to ruin a defenceless young girl ah the beastly man and so she went on then she began to thank her guests for salvation of her life and her daughter's honour and so that was what you were driving at batyushka i suspicioned it at the very first that you did not come without some good reason lessons is lessons but i saw that you had some other game but i did not think that was the reason i thought that you had some other bride for him that you wanted to take him away from us i have been unjust to you poor sinner that i am be generous and forgive me you have done me such a great favour that i shall never forget it as long as i live and thus she went on pouring out curses blessings excuses in a disorderly torrent julie did not listen long to this endless speech the meaning of which was plain to her from the tone of her voice and from her gestures while marya alexievna was speaking the very first words the frenchwoman got up and returned to vierotchka's room no your mother was not his accomplice and now she is very indignant with him but i know such people as your mother very well they can't long hold out in their dislike of people who have money she will soon be on the lookout for a husband for you again and what will be the end of it all god knows at all events it will be very hard for you at first she will leave you in peace but i tell you it will not last long what are you going to do now have you any relatives in petersburg no that is too bad have you a lover vierotchka did not know how to answer this she only opened her eyes in wonder forgive me forgive me i might have known that but so much the worse of course then you have no one to protect you what can be done now listen i am not what i seem to you at first i am not his wife we only live together i am known in all petersburg as a very bad woman but i am an honest woman to visit me would cost you your reputation it is sufficiently risky for you that i have called at your rooms only once and to call upon you a second time would be sure ruin meantime it is necessary for me to see you again and probably more than once that is if you have any confidence in me yes then what time can i see you to-morrow about twelve o'clock said vierotchka this was rather too early for julie but all right she would give orders to be called at that time and she would meet vierotchka at the gostinui dvor opposite the nevsky prospect this place is not so much frequented as the others it will be easier to find each other and no one knows julie there yes and here is another lucky thought give me a piece of paper i'll write a note to that contemptible fellow and so get him into my power julie wrote monsieur storeshnikov you are now in all probability in great embarrassment if you wish to get out of it come to my house at seven o'clock monsieur letellier now good-bye julie offered her hand but vierotchka threw herself on her neck kissed her wept and kissed her again and julie was still less able to bear it she shed tears still more abundantly than vierotchka the feeling that she was doing a noble deed gave her such happiness and pride that it was very touching she went into ecstasies she kept on speaking always with tears and kisses and finally she ended with an exclamation my friend my dear child may god spare you from knowing what i am feeling now when for the first time in many years pure lips touch mine die but don't give a kiss without love end of part one chapter four recording by expatriate in bangor maine